Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm again? your host, Scott Minton. Yes, again. Again. <laughs> so, Matt's probably going to make fun of me this episode. I'm always going to make fun of you in this I, episode. I, I hit the record button, but didn't hit the record button when we tried taping this episode earlier. We literally almost finished the entire episode and realized <laughs> that I never fucking pushed the record button. So, <laughs> go figure. Scott's so, a fuck up today. Welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. <laughs> so, DJ Jazzy Matt is with us today. Okay. and. uh Shit, we're talking MGP rye. We're talking MGP rye. We've got two fantastic single barrel barrel group picks that we got here. We got the barrel rye, and then we got the senator. Which again, I, I'm still going to call these my COVID picks because you can't go out and buy the stuff in the store. So the best stuff is always going to be shipped to you on an undisclosed box that says this is used for auto parts. <laughs> used for auto parts. Yeah. It had, well, one one of the boxes had like. Um, like used for motor oil cleaner or like gas line cleaner on it. That's funny. Yeah. Which is super genius because we always are like, oh, how do we not get caught with FedEx stuff? and Flammable like, and yeah. Yeah. Put a Napa sticker on there. Say it's like fuel injector cleaner and like, oh, if it sloshes around, oh, it's fuel, it's fuel injector cleaner. Of course it's going to make It's actually kind of a brilliant thought process. It's great. And it's the same It's the same size bottle. Absolutely. Hmm, I'd be damned. Spank my ass and call me Charlie. There I you go. I will never call you Charlie. You can call or me whatever you want. Or spank your ass. You probably would. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we've got the Senator and we've got a Barrel Rye. We're going to try the Barrel Rye first today. We are. And, and do you want to tell us about the clubs? What's going on? Like so this one is super this, tater. Super tater. Now, again, Barrel Bourbon, not necessarily known as my, my favorite. I... Barrel Bourbon kind of got its start. They, they're one of their first bourbons they put out. One whiskey of the year kind of came out of nowhere, and their their name kind of exploded from there. They do a lot of creative single barrels. They do a lot of unique finishes. They just have a really, really good flavor profile for some of their bourbons. They're also known for older stuff, right? They don't release a lot of three and four and five year old stuff. Everything they're releasing is like seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten, twelve years. You old. know, kind of up there in price point. Yep. Not gonna lie, I think this bottle was like a hundred and ten bucks. Yeah, I mean, but for a seven year old MGP rye, that's a that's honestly about right. And I, and I also think this other bottle was like maybe eighty ninety bucks. And it's also what almost eight years old. So I mean, yeah, seven years, eleven months. So Jews and booze, kind of a newer group to me. Jews uh, and booze. Jews and booze. It's got a big giant star of David on it the top. Is. For anybody who's listening, it's not in the state of Kentucky. They know what this is. <laughs> Really? That's yeah, it? Because yeah. everybody else that's listening is obviously not in the from, from Indiana or anywhere else. They're going to know what Jews and Booze is. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Indiana because, you know, there's more than just Southern Indiana and Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm almost betting that part of even Ohio that's listening or anybody else. You I'll never know. You I'll give you that one. So really cool. Guys are up north, do a lot of charitable contributions to, you know, the Jewish community out there. Um, you know, like I said, still a newer group kind of was established last year during COVID. Um, huh. I like, I like the sticker. I like the name. Now, Scott, the bear Jew, the bear Jew. So I, I, from I, the great movie, the Inglorious bastards, which I know nothing about. Never watched. Yes. Again, I've said this before, be, didn't get recorded. We'll be back after <laughs> two hours. When we watched this movie. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's my wife's favorite movie too. Is it really? Yeah. Huh. So it looks like this one went to ALS research. Yes. So that's ALS. It, it, remind me if I'm wrong. That's Lou Gehrig's disease, right? Correct. So that's a super cool um, thing to donate some money to. So I can appreciate that. So the cool thing about this group is they will put on there what 
charity they donate to on the bottle. So you know. So this is so this is the third one that they've done. The group itself is still new. Um, you know, it says established twenty twenty. Aaron over and Happy Liquors. They Aaron did. Rothke, one of the best dudes in in, in the Super bourbon community. We actually just picked out a uh, barrel of. Um, oh, I guess it was. I don't know what it's going to end up being, but we went to Luxco and okay. uh, picked out a bottle. So you did a either what an Ezra Brooks or a Rebel Yell? No, Rebel Yell. Gotcha. Kind of a younger one. I think so it's going to be like years. five years. Yeah. yeah, four or five years. We tried to get them to give us a ten year, and they were like, "Haha, go fuck yourself." Here's a five year. <laughs> yeah. You didn't pull off the whole. Uh, well, John, we did a podcast with you. I, I tried. He was like, "Okay, <laughs> good for you." Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate the privilege. That's kind of what it was. Um. So we we're gonna do that. We signed the wall. That was cool. You know the barrel stable. Yeah, the barrel stable. That's wall. cool. Yep. Um, it was it was cool. You know, barrel picks aren't the same that they used to be. You don't go in the Rick House anymore, mainly because it was snowing that day. But a little difficult to get there. They didn't we, shovel the path. We've had a lot of snow lately. It's great. I love it. I do. I love snow. But you're a northeastern guy, right? Like you really had snow. Yeah. Like growing up in Philly. So like you know, a friend of ours up north bought my daughter a snowsuit. My wife's like, when the fuck are we ever going to use this? And you used it like crazy this year. Well, used it like crazy. <laughs> Showed you. So this thing is, it, it's MGP rye, right? It like, I mean, and you M-G- can taste it. It says it on here, too. No, right? no, so. but I mean, like, it's just, it is a transcendental MGP rye. It's got that caramel, the vanilla. It's got that pepper spice on the backside. I tried it with a little bit of water added to it. It, it, it only in, ex, accentuates the black pepper I, on the back end. And it cuts out on the ethanol on the it front. It does. Which I appreciate that. I, you know, sometimes it just, maybe it's the glass. I don't know. Happens. I still prefer, you know, without water, but because I kind of like the burn on the front side. But the more you drink it, the, the less that burn even comes in. So I don't know. Like I'm still going to make you a Manhattan with this, though, because as we talked oh, about earlier, shit. I am not a rye fan. Like, I like rye. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate rye. I can tell you what's good, in my opinion, what's not good, in my opinion. Yeah. But I will not go out of my way to be like, I'm going to have a neat pour of rye. And I will, but that's fine. Right. I just, Everybody's different. I just don't. I don't. I'm sure I will. It kind of seems to be the new up-and-coming thing. Everyone seems to be like, oh, rye this and rye that. Well, you know, I finished this and it, I finished it that, should which only, is cool. It should only go that way now because of the fact that everybody's been on Pappy and Weller's nuts for so long that there, there's got to be a new that dick this dry. Town, they're right? just dry. They're shriveled up and dry. It's got to <laughs> be something new. <laughs> exactly. You know, how many more, you know, five and six year old Willets can you drink, you know, that, you know, or just that. Well, they make their own that now. Wheat. Those are, I those know. are their own recipes. Right. But I'm just saying, you know, I mean, how many of those sure. purple labeled cap you know weeders can 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 people drink 32 32 32 that's what you got in the basement yes <laughs> 32 do you have your booze here yet no that's some of so it that's some of it it makes me cry whenever dude is so much matt matt got a new house and all of his booze is someplace else like i, I don't not understand all of it. it some of it okay most of it i picked well, up half of it the other day did you pick up yeah, half of it okay. all right good deal so i'm gonna go down there and i'm gonna have a couple pours later i'm making you a manhattan before you can have any pours of anything whatever so anyway, Whatever. really, really good. Um, typical MGP rye. Got that spice, got the caramel. It's got all the things that you want. All um, the things. All the good things. And, and the nose on this thing. I really like it. So, so it's a good rye. It's not a bad rye because a seven-year-old, almost eight-year-old MGP rye is not going to be bad. The interesting thing about this, and a lot of people are not going to like this, but if you take this 
and put it under a different label and call it a seven or eight year old rye and put some cool label on it, people will go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over it. It's an eight year old single barrel barrel proof rye. Everybody loves the 95. Everybody loves it. And it's good. It's good. So, I mean, that's the thing. We can't fault people for making a dollar by using MGP's product. No, I don't fault them. I just. People go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for some MGP, especially seven years or older on the rye side. I feel like the label has something to do with it because if they. So, like, seven year old MGP rye from Barrel Bourbon is not uncommon to find in the store. We can go to Liquor Barn down the street right now and find a couple cases of this sitting there for 110 bucks. Right. And no one's going to buy it. Right. But if you put this under a different label, maybe a little bit more well-known, and you keep that price point the same, it's going to be limit one per customer. We're going to do a lottery release for this. Blah, blah, blah. Spend all this money here, and you can maybe get drawn to win one of these. Right. That's what it's going to be. Well, yeah. It's I fucking mean, crazy. <clears throat> it's awesome, but it's crazy. It's also crazy because... That just shows that a lot of people do not appreciate all of the rye that is in that bottle, but they appreciate the label that sourced it. Absolutely. Even though this barrel and another barrel could have sat right next to each other in the rickhouse. Or, for all we know, they probably could have split a barrel. We'll never know the difference. That is facts. That is facts. That, but we, we had this conversation multiple times when we're not on know, the air. I'm just that, on you my know, high horse about it. I'm sorry. That... that People love the brand, right? People do. People love the brand. So the we next were one we're going to try earlier. is probably what I would consider, honestly enough, for this area, I think it's lesser known than what Barrel would be. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, but, well, Barrel's a local company. Right. I mean. But when you're talking to bourbon snobs that are big into MGP, things like that, people are going to know the senator, presidential, governor, or whatever. All the other labels that they peel off on this now, group. The sticker has covered up everything. <laughs> oh, I know. So all we know is that it's proudly made in the USA. But we know this is MGP Rye <laughs> because we know the group. We assume that it's MGP Rye. <laughs> we all know what happens when you assume. All right. The funny thing is about this. This smells nothing like MGP Rye. This Senator no. Barrel Proof. It says it's six years on one side, seven on the other. It's 123 the, the right. proof. The sticker's, the sticker's right on the age. That's what we assume, you know. No, I'm, I'm. It was bottled in the summer of 2020. We do know that. Confident. But I mean, this, this does. It smells dead up like juicy fruit bubble gum. I know. I like it. You said maybe big league chew, but like I, I don't know that it smells that sweet. But I don't it know. does. Some, I there is some sweetness to this, which is interesting because right, spicy yep. rye. I like it. I like the nose on this. I, so it, I like the nose on this better than... I wonder if it follows through on the taste, though. I mean, that's the big thing. It's going like to let the, me down. Most of the time it does. does it just bubble, looks good up front. Uh, are we, we going to have bubble gum on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the flavor, or is it going to be just something else like your, your It has to. Rep? The sticker didn't come there. Now, the sticker, and again, no one can see this, but it does say there's double bubble on the back of it. Yeah, and whoever said double bubble, I, I just don't I don't agree with that. No, I all, agree with that. I think you're wrong, Scott. Well, you can you can disagree. I, I think will it's always Bird. disagree with you. Uh, that's just par for the course, man. So we need a third person here to break the time. No, where's Josh? Where's Josh? Josh? Oh, he's sleeping on the couch. Josh, <laughs> Josh isn't here. Sorry, he didn't show up. He was hungover. Still hungover. Hair of the dog, totally different. Which is super how, different. How, how the hell does that happen? How right. do? How but do there's you no get, spice on this. No, but it's on the back end. It's all back in. Unless it's not MVP Rye. Because we're just assuming. Don't take the sticker off. I like it. Oh, you're such a dick. (laughs) You are such a dick. The question is, will it peel? I'm not going to peel it unless it will peel easily. It will not peel easily. It's not. It's not peeling easily. 
I wonder if I can get, hold it up to the light. And, no, it is a thick sticker. It is a thick ass sticker. The funny but thing I is, like you, this. you can see that it was distilled in twenty something, but it, I don't know. It's so weird. But yeah, you cannot see where it was distilled. I'm going to assume it's MGP rye because I'm pretty sure the senator is MGP rye. Yeah, I think so. But I like it. I like it. There's not a lot of spice to it. It's not your typical everyday rye, which happens. I mean, there are off-profile ryes that distilleries make. That's not uncharacteristic. No, it's not. But it's so weird how where it sits in the rickhouse. What but I, things... I'm a hundred percent. I'm pretty certain because it's not Kentucky straight bourbon. So it's not. Well, it's not Kentucky straight rye. So it just is proudly made in the U.S. in the USA. Gotcha. Oh, you were peeling off the wrong sticker, bro. I wasn't gonna. No, no I did not touch that big st- the big part. I was touching the little one. I knew exactly what I was doing. Don't be an asshole. Nope, it did not peel. Hey, no, it doesn't peel. <laughs> oh, see, yeah, uh, I wouldn't have even have done that. You were it's my bottle. I can I, do it. You can do it. That's right. It is your bottle. So it says on here that all senators are MGP rise sourced and distilled in Indiana. So. So, which is crazy because, and I'm really glad we're doing the, this comparison with these two bottles because it really highlights. A hundred percent different. I mean, they're just a hundred percent. Which different. is awesome. Like one has that nice pop, that normal, you know, MGP rye you expect on that 95.5. Good pop of spice up front and then the really, really nice black pepper on the finish. A little bit of I cinnamon. Like, I, and I like the nose on this one. It's the, not, and it's a higher proof. It is. I mean, it, but honestly, the the finish on it is more of that Kentucky hug type of thing that you expect. It's 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 got that that warmth that goes through the bottom. So I mean, it it drinks like a one twenty three more so than the other one drank like a one thirteen, you know. But it's only on the finish. You on know the what? Front, I, it's not it's not hot at all. I don't think either one of them drink very hot. But no, I'm not saying they drink at proof. I'm just saying that it, you would you would expect this to be a higher proof because of the way that it finishes. I like this one. It's got the Kentucky hug. It's got that nice little hug. Gotta love the pop. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely totally you different know I like than this the one other. Because I just went back. For I know. <laughs> but we, we we gotta try stuff, right? Yeah, this is my second time. Hey, let me get that. Let me get that. Mm. I love how Matt always uses my water. <laughs> it's we're at my house. In case anyone's wondering, it's all mine. <laughs> no, it's all my water. I paid for it to come out of the faucet, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> so drinking this here. Let's see what. A little bit of water does to this thing. I, the funny thing is, so when it, anytime I water down rye, I never really appreciate it like I should. Um, but I, I don't know why that is, Matt. Can what's your thought process behind that? I mean, whenever you do a rye and you add water to it, why does it never taste as good as it does whenever you you drink a rye regularly? I mean, good and as good as it should be are two different things because everyone's got their own different opinion. We obviously know mine's going to be a little bit biased because, I mean, I the water always cuts the back end of it for me. And sometimes that that harshness on the back, oh, that's not a so good So water, face. no, but like, so the water makes the the up front come out and the Kentucky hug goes away. That's what, it, that's what it does. That's what it always does. But why? Like, I don't get that. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me why adding water would dilute the flavor up front, I mean, would well, dilute the the finish, which is what I want, and it just brings it all to the front side. Well, I am not a chemist. I will not answer this question. But next time on Bourbon Barrel Talk, <laughs> we'll have a chemist. Yeah, I, I, maybe we should do that one time, like have somebody on here that knows the science of how bourbon works. I know, just the person. Do you? Who's yes, that? Pat. Pat, oh. Hmm. Pat. 
Pat Who better? No, no, listen, I love There's Pat. There's nobody better. I think Pat's brilliant. Like, he's one of the smartest dudes in the bourbon game. Yeah, nobody better. To answer. I mean, obviously, any distiller can answer that question for me, but I think Pat would be great. Pat's a different level of geeky in, in, in that aspect of it. And, and I mean that in a respectful way. I don't mean that in, like, in a, like, he's a nerd. I mean that, like, as in, oh, he's oh, super, super intelligent. Well, hold on, hold on. Fucking delicious with water in it. It, it, it it's still good, but, but it's all no, heat on I the front. I think that's so much better. But the bubble gum really comes out, like right up front, <laughs> like bam. But it's hot bubble gum. It's like weird, like almost like cinnamon bubble gum. But I mean, it's not fireball gum. I know we were going with this. Do not say fireball gum. No, 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 no. Like so, because the spice comes out so richly on like the the tip of your tongue, but that mid palate is just nothing but like bubble gum. Like it's weird. That's so, so crazy. Good. I wonder if that's where the name came. I wonder if they tried it with a little bit of water and like, oh, that's bubble gum, and then like didn't realize that it was, you know. But the I mean, smell most is real of the time gum. it's a bunch of drunk people together in a room. This fucking tastes like gum. And someone was like, Big League Chew, Juicy Fruit, no double bubble, and then that's how that happened. So that's usually how names happen. Yeah, I know. So I, I went to an event last night that was all about bourbon and and. Uh, Tell me about. Matter of fact, it, it's it's the podcast that's live today. It's about the mansion, eighteen eighty six. The old Culbertsons. The old Culbertsons. But um, it's weird that, you know, single barrels. Someone from Kentucky was about Culbertsons Mansion. That is pretty cool, you know. But, you know, it it is, honestly, it was the richest family in the Midwest up until, like, the 1900s. I mean, like, like, they they were extremely well-known. We went to a murder mystery dinner there. That was fun. And, like, things like that. Obviously, 2021 is here, and things like that don't exist anymore. But that was fun. Absolutely. It's like a home cooked meal, like a legit murder mystery in a in a house where you could talk to people and actually communicate with them and spend time under one roof without freaking out. Yep. And and and, and I just feel like Southern Indiana doesn't get the props that it deserves of the stuff that we have that's not only A great eateries, cool things to do, and kind of the more simple things in life. It's kinda of like how Pennsylvania thinks in New Jersey. It's just the shit that didn't get flushed down the toilet. But it's still fun in some parts. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the whole dynamic between Pennsylvania. I just and, told and New you. Jersey. It. I know you did. It's very simple. Very simple. Very simple. I'm trying to even picture how all that like fits together, like that whole part of the map, like this. <laughs> oh, it's a very very tip in. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know New Jersey touches both New York and Pennsylvania, but it's all right there on the border. Just right there. Yeah. So the last time I drove up in 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 them their parts. And them their parts. Yep. How Why Indiana the fuck is it so expensive to get on turnpikes and Someone's got to pay and, for the construction. But the roads are fucking horrific. Like, none of them are in good shape. Yeah. That's what happens when you put salt down on roads and have winter weather and don't take care of them properly. Yeah, but it's expensive. Like, it was like $18 to go from Pennsylvania on the Pennsylvania turnpike into New York or whatever. Like, That's it was stupid. That's not that expensive. It seemed like it was really expensive. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was like 10 or 12 but it was still expensive. It's not like our $2.15 bridge here. Which, if you don't pay, becomes more expensive. Well, listen, that's a dick move if you don't have your little sticker. Like, it's easy I do. to I get. Have, I have the easy pass. Yeah, so two fifteen. So you should pay, right? It should it automatically just, automatically just comes right off your credit card. Auto, right? yeah. Well, no, easy pass, it just puts it in like a bank and then just deducts the bank. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. So <clears throat> shouldn't be that hard. It's not. But it is what it is. So we have two very, very different MGP rides today. And, they're, and it's cool because they're both allegedly similar ages, right? So you're off by a couple months on them. 
Yeah, but bourbon does the same thing. Like you could literally pull two yeah, four roses that are OESOs. But bourbon is such a more complex mash bill than these ryes are. These ryes are ninety five five. Some of the bourbons are three or four different grains in there that really you know add a complexity level to it. Yeah, but still, nonetheless, let's just say let's let's pick one variety, right? Like I've 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 tried a million OBSVs, right? A million of them. And, and I'm exaggerating. That you want me to grab that OBSV and open it? There's not an OBSV it. over there. I thought there was. It's an OESO, and I think an OBSK. OBSK. But anyway, you um, combine them. Yeah, you can combine them. So anyway, um, it's all same mash bill. One might be tier six, one might be tier four. Like they're going to be totally different tasting. It's just well, that's the way that they're happens. not going to be totally different tasting. It's going to still have the similar undertones to it. But yeah, those. Those levels that it ages on in the warehouse. That could be exactly what's happened here. But one these are these are one. almost light and day. One spicy, one sweet. I mean, you have a sweet rye versus a spicy rye. It's not. It's just what happens, man. It's what the, the, that's what barreling does, right? I mean, they, when, when shit goes in that wood, you know you're going to get fully aware of that. You're going to get what seventy percent of your taste from the wood. I do. No, I do. I, I'm just saying. Well, not necessarily because it depends if it's a. If it's a finishing barrel or a new oak, right? Right, but still even new oak. I mean, do you, do you not really think that 60 to 70% of the flavor comes from the barrel? That That's difficult to say because your seasons that it ages on have a big impact on that. Absolutely, which is what I said about tiers too. Because, I mean, right. if you're so, higher in a tier zone, you're going to get hotter weather, hotter temperatures. It's going to be more consistently hot. So do I think that wood flavor and kind of those those sugars that are in the wood have something to do with it? Like maybe the senator was aged at a tier six, right? And this one was aged at a tier two. Like it's going to pull a ton more sugars out of that barrel and and caramels and vanilla notes and things like that coming off that heat than what it is on the other one. It's just my opinion. We'll never know. We'll never know because we don't know. It's it's not, it's not told to us, but that's just my theory behind it. Maybe I'm wrong and I could very well be. I'll be the first one to admit when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but he's been wrong seven times today. In case I've, I've been wrong drink. one time today seven and it's only times. because I've never seen the movie Inglorious Bastards. Twice. Twice. You forgot to record and then you didn't see Glorious That wasn't Bastards. that wasn't wrong. That's I just wrong. You know, I was not wrong. <laughs> it's not right. I, I made a mistake, but I'm not wrong. wrong. <laughs> There's a difference between being wrong and making a mistake. Totally oh different. Oh Are you gaslighting me? What kind of bullshit is that, man? That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> it's working, too. So Two different bottles, two different sourced companies. Similar ages. Similar ages, but... Similar... But just different tastes. I mean, two awesome. really good bottles. Now, it's cool because you have the standard, which is what everyone expects MGP Rye to taste like, and then you have an off-profile MGP Rye, yep. which everyone seems to be going to now. When you go taste a barrel of something, a single barrel... You know, what makes it stand out? Everyone's going to be different about it. A lot of people are like, oh, well, I expect their single barrel. Like, not, I'm going to use Knob Creek, for example, because they're just easy to use examples with. When you try a Knob Creek, you taste it. You're like, oh, yeah, this tastes like your single barrel Knob Creek, what it should taste like. You know, cherry up front, long finish, some heat there. It's good, right? Right. When you pick out a single barrel Knob Creek... I expect it to not taste like a normal Knob Creek. I expect it to taste different. I expect it to be have some kind of complexity, some different flavor profile to it, which is why you picked it out to stand out from everybody else. Because when I walk in that store and you're like, hey, try my single barrel pick. Well, why would I try it? 
Oh, well, it tastes like every other knob creek that's, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so this is what I'll... And, and I'll, the general public, right? Sorry, I mean to interrupt you, oh, but good. like the general public, right? 70%, 78% of them were like, oh yeah, like we're going to go pick a single barrel knob creek because my friend Joe told me about it and this is what it should taste like and that's what the flavor profile says it is, but... So I have a theory behind this. All right. I think Billy Joel or whoever the dude is that walks through the Riddick house, tastes barrels, and he knows whether they're on profile or off profile. Yep. Right off the bat. And then as soon as they start seeing barrels that are off profile, they put them in the single barrel procurement program. But they have to put some that are on profile because that's what they're expected to taste like. And that's some people's palates aren't as complex yet. Nope. Nope. It's just my opinion. Yeah. You, you may be right. But I think that Billy Joe goes through and he tries 15 barrels that day or 16 barrels that day or whatever before the picks or the day before and says, all right, these eight are off flavor profile. We're going to put those in the single barrels. And then tomorrow morning I'll come in and by the time we get to the fifth or sixth pick, if if I'm still short on barrels that I need to throw into the mix, then we can go do that. Yeah. Okay. And I really think that's what happens. I think that they they, they grab those ones that they know are not Knob Creek because Knob Creek has a profile. You know, they they love that nine to 10 year old bourbon. They love the way that that caramel and the cherry and all those things meld together. And if they don't get that off the palate right away and they know what watering down is going to do to it, right? Because they've been making that 120 for forever. Then they just say, we're we're, we're, going to put this into the single barrel group. Somebody's going to buy this because it's a single barrel and it's off lower profile. That's what they want. Yeah, that's what I want. that's the reason so many of those 15 and 14 year olds that started coming out of that Rick house because somebody mismanaged that program at that point that those things were just sitting up in their aging and they thought they were going to do something cool with them maybe and it just didn't turn out to what they wanted it to be. So they all just became single barrels and they were all way off flavor, flavor profile by that point. Yeah. They're like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, they still made their money, right? And th- Yeah, they always will. And to me, those were some of the best barrels I've ever tried in Elk Creek. So it is what it is. So barrel rye, Senator rye. Awesome. Both, They're both awesome. Right? Both. You can't go wrong with this. Uh, let, me refrain, let, me, let me reiterate that. You have a seven-year-old, almost eight-year-old, single-barrel rise sitting here at Barrel Proof. You cannot go wrong with it. It is it is going to be good. You're going to enjoy it. And please excuse me, but I'm going to go drink the fuck out of one of these. <laughs> so I've only tried, in in the time I've been doing this and, and the rest of the time that I've really known a whole bunch about the 95.5 rye, I've only had probably two that I was like, I just don't really care about them. Really? Yeah, and that's it. And and I don't, honestly don't even remember which ones they were, um, but I just remember you know, a couple times where we had tried through some stuff that somebody had some bottles. And I don't remember if it was Josh or if it was my buddy Steve or whatever, but, like, it was one of those. It might have even been Toby, but, like, we were just sitting around. Yeah, we were drinking some stuff, and we were trying stuff, and I was just like, this is just not MGP right. Like, it just doesn't taste right, even though it, it, it was what it was. So Okay. So Matt's saying, hey, if you see a barrel rye out there, you might want to go try to grab it, even if it doesn't have a fancy sticker, things like that, because it, it's probably still a good bottle. It's going to be a hundred, hundred ten dollars, because that's what their price point is. But it's not like it's a nicer, it's a nicer rye. Am I going to tell you it's overpriced? Yeah, probably. But all MGP rye is. I mean, it, like Nulu. I mean, when they did those, they were one twenty. I mean, Nashville Barrel Company, they're all one twenty, one twenty five. I mean, like one ten is actually cheap in 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 the realm of MGP rye. Am I going to tell you to go buy the Senator rye when you see it in the store? Yeah, probably because it's it's a it is a lesser price point. I can tell you that much. No offense. Good luck finding one. You know what? The <laughs> I agree. <laughs> But it's only in Kentucky that has a hard time finding it. When I go up to Maryland, D.C., Virginia, Philly, 
not Philly, Maryland, D.C. But those people don't even know where Rye is. You can find it there. That's what I'm saying. But those people don't know what Rye is. Like, they know what bourbon is. And New York, you can get it as well. Right. But once again, those are people that are bourbon drinkers, right? They're not rye drinkers. Like, it's just like Canadian whiskey versus bourbon. Like, once you get north of fucking Seymour, like, everybody's got nothing but goddamn Crown Royal and Canadian Mist on the counter. Like, who wants to drink that shit? Yes. I mean, who wants to drink that stuff? I mean, proof Peach Crown. Let's go. I'll make dessert with it, but I ain't drinking it. Peach Crown? No. I'm Mm. drinking it. Okay. I mean, it's just too sweet. This is honestly just too sweet. Soda water. I mean, I would have to mix it with something. Yeah. Just regular seltzer. Once again, you're you're too free free for me. I don't, I don't drink seltzer or any of that sparkling water shit. You know, you're, what are you European? <laughs> all right. Anyway, bourbon barrel talk. We've got all kinds of great things going on. Um, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You can reach us at bourbonbarreltalk at gmail dot com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those good things. We suggest you to go out and if you can find a senator rye, pick it up. If you can find the barrel rye, pick it up. The last place that I found a Senator Rye was Westport Whiskey and Wine. So Westport Whiskey and Wine has had it in the past, and they might have it right now. Free advertisement right now. For that them. is a free advertisement. But if you see it, pick them up. I would try it. They're probably pretty good. You're not going to be mad about it. The price points, you know, it is what it is. I mean, that's just the way MGP Rye works. But Dude, we're all at home. We're not doing the things we used to do. You can swing it. It's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is Scott, DJ Mazzy Jeff, DJ wow, Jazzy you, Matt. Whoa. Someone had too much rye. No, I didn't. I just sometimes Not yet. You, listen, when you say DJ Jazzy Not Jeff, that's yet. what it is. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? It's even a Philly boy, right? <laughs> you should love that. You should love that association. I do. I appreciate it. So anyway, this is Matt Scott signing off. See ya. Peace.